rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everyone. Hello, my name is Tara Devlin. How you guys doing? We meet here usually at on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. And that's Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, preferably YouTube. I know I can't talk. I don't know why I'm doing a talk show. Well, I'm doing it because, I don't know. I do it anyway. I try to, I'm trying. I'm trying to make the world a better place. I believe in, in media. It is the most important, one of the most important linchpins of democracy is freedom of speech and a free press. So, I'm not the press, but we are a liberal show where we get together and uh, talk about the truth. We, get, we cut through the liberal media, quote-unquote. This is the liberal media. It's not MSNBC. It's not the New York Times. This is it. You're looking at it, and I know. It's sad. We need a lot of help. That's why I ask you guys to be... Become patrons of the show. Support the liberal media. Otherwise, we're done. And it probably quicker than I think. I don't know. I, I have a little bit of hope. But I'm pro- partly why I wanted to get on the show tonight as well as just doing a show. Because I, even though we, we meet every Saturday evening regularly at 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels, but... We do the weekday shows, hopefully, to, to branch out, get more uh, viewers, get more listeners, and hopefully more patrons. Because the goal is when we get uh, more patrons, we'll, get, we'll be able to do a daily show. So that's the goal, okay? And I can't do it without you, and why the hell would we? We just like... The founders pledge their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. What's the point of life if you can't do it with each other? <laughs> I mean, that sounds vaguely sexual, I suppose. <laughs> That's part of the fun of life, too, right? It really is about connection. And that's why we're on the right side of history, on the right side of humanity, and we will win eventually, but we're up against it. And I, I had a really bad knot in my stomach all day watching the impeachment of the fascist dictator envying con man who received fewer votes. And I thought I have to get on and do a tower buster. I got to do a tower buster because... I feel better when I do one, and I call it therapy. This is the therapy for the resistance, it's so it's really my therapy, so thank you very much. But it's all of our therapy. This is like group therapy. I used to do group therapy a long, long time ago. It was great. I actually still have friends from my group therapy and also am close to the counselor who was the, in the group ther- who led the group therapy. Her name is Thelma. And, uh, yeah, because everybody knows, not everybody, but you guys know, I'm in recovery. I am, uh, I was an early adopter of the opioid epidemic. So, you, before it was cool, I had to, I mean, what else could you do on Staten Island, really? 
But um, it's not really. That's not why I, I was an addict. I, I think I was genetically loaded to be an addict. And it's in my family. Both my grandparents died of uh, addiction. On uh, my grandfathers. I never met them. One was a drunk that fell down stairs. That's, what he, that's how he died. Some, some people don't die directly from addiction. They, you die of the lifestyle, too, like falling down the stairs. And my other grandfather died before I was born, but he was a drunk, too, the kind of drunk that would... And I didn't know this until later. My father told me. He had eight brothers and sisters, but my, fa my grandfather would get paid and not make it home with the check, so he would be, he'd spend the check at the bar. And, yeah, that's, what a, that's addiction for you. Uh, it certainly is the gift that keeps on giving. But, so my, my parents weren't addicts, but per se. They had, but they had the, um, you know, the after effects of addiction, the, of growing up in a dysfunctional house. And I had, you know, I was, uh, I, I was an addict, so what are you going to do? When I started drinking... I thought, yeah, damn. But it was also because I believe the, um, it's not just that I, I, of course I was genetically loaded. I realize, I know this now, having all the education about addiction as well. But um, that uh, being gay, too. I was uh, self-loathing when I was growing up. I didn't want to be gay. That's one of the things that... Um, when I realized, because my family was Catholic, this is, I don't know why am I talking about this. This is not what I wanted to talk about, I guess, because I, whatever, I brought it up. But um, I, and the, and the priest would talk about gays going to hell. I remember this. And I remember being little and thinking, if, who are these gays? If I ever met one of these gays, I, I, I don't want to know these people. Who are these people? And then I realized they're talking about me. This is when I got a little, oh, my God, I'm gay. And I decided oh, I was never going to reveal that. And I turned it in, and it just turned into self-loathing, basically. So that's why, um, anyway, whatever. We'll get into the impeachment and everything else. But uh, that's, uh, we all, um, it's... The, all of the shitty bullshit of society has repercussions. It all we all affect each other, and giving. I I am lucky. I survived my childhood and my addiction. Of course, I'm very fortunate. I I realize that each day is a daily reprieve, though contingent on the maintenance of a spiritual condition, right? But um. It's allowed. I have. I, I understand. I feel like I have uh, compassion, and I do believe that we are. We are in this together. Nobody gets through life all by themselves, on their own, on their own knowledge, on their own steam, on their own accord. There's not a single human being on this planet. Everything we we have, we owe to each other. Everything. Even if you have a headache, you take an aspirin. That's somebody figured that out. You didn't sit there figuring it out, right? 
all of the th- everything from the roads we drive on, the trains, the air we breathe, the 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 food we eat. It's all connected. We we owe an obligation to each other, and we also have an obligation to fight for each other, to fight to make the world a better place for everyone. Because we because we are in this together, because we are interdependent and interconnected, that it matters if someone is suffering. Basically, we all suffer. We all feel it. The sickness, the disease in society. So just like those who are homophobic, they uh, ripple, ripple out that pain into society. They, too, are in pain. Because who the hell wants to walk around with that kind of stupid burden of hate and ignorance? Do you know what I mean? So we are, um, we are correct liberals. Not that we're perfect, but we, we get it that we're in it together. And that it is, we have to have comp, uh, compassion. And, you know, but that doesn't mean we don't fight like hell for the, for, for, for the, the kind of society that we know will work for all. What, what I mean, for instance, okay, let's get into the, the political, because it's all political. That's the other thing. People are like, oh, I'm not into politics, whatever. Everything is political. Everything. What I'm talking to you about, my personal story, that's political. It's all political. For example, when I first, so talking about addiction, when I first want, went to go get help, when I needed to go to a rehab, this is before, this was years ago, before any, um, be, I, I didn't even have insurance. I had no insurance. And even though I was working, I was working a job. And... What, oh, well, you know what I mean? Oh, well, go die. This was before the parody. Now they have a law where, um, but that's only because people fought for that law. Not that insurance companies give a shit, but they used to not pay. They didn't have to pay for, um, in the, uh, for treatment, but what happened was I didn't have insurance anyway, so it's not like, you know, they were going to pay for me. And... Um, I ended up having to get, I got emergency Medicaid at the time because I kept showing up at the hospital with, a, with my, my uh, sponsor at the time, Katrina, who passed away, unfortunately, in the year 2000 of a brain aneurysm, which was a, a heartbreak in itself. But she, uh, but th- I think about the, the, the people, you know, that was uh, the, the community gave me that opportunity without that opportunity i mean god knows i could have died in the process of waiting for that door to open frankly because it wasn't easy that's a whole other story in itself which i want to get into but they you know if you don't have insurance they fuck off go die what do you what do we care and think about all the people who did die on their way or not not able not even just from addiction from any other ailment any other deadly disease so this is uh it matters what we do it matters if somebody can't get health care we are all suffering from that everyone from if somebody prematurely dies 
for lack of care. We're, we all suffer from that, from that loss. And it's our obligation to, to, to open the eyes of others who don't, they don't want to deal with it. Selfishness, the superior moral justification for selfishness. It's rampant for not giving a shit about anybody but yourself. Now, okay, impeachment this week. What a fucking shit show. And, and heartbreaking. That's why partly I wanted to do the show because I wanted to touch base with you guys. And I, because I get despondent, to tell you the truth. I feel like, I feel, I feel very hopeless watching these Republican freaks cover the, the crimes of a con man. What a joke. What a, it's not, and, and they, they keep waiting. Here's the thing. They keep waiting for the, the weight of history to somehow open their eyes. Have they been paying attention? This, this is so frustrating. Now, what's really frustrating when I, when, of course, the, it's such, it's such a fix. The fix is in. It's unbelievable. But we understand that. And that's, how is that okay, though? Over, everybody knows he's going to be acquitted. That's okay? So I, I think Adam Schiff is doing a great job. So is Jerry Nadler. I'm glad he got up there and, and called them liars. And then John Roberts admonishes him. Remember, we're in the world's most... Or, I don't know what he said. The what, the most the world's most what's the word he used? I don't know. Uh, well, not auspicious, but um, deliberative body. Uh, John Roberts. I wish I, I would, John Roberts. World's. That's why I have to get the right language here because it's really annoying. Deliberative body. Give me a break. The world's most deliberative body. Oh, the great, the world's greatest deliberative body. John Roberts calls for decorum in the Senate. But he, because Jerry Nadler called the filthy fascist Republicans liars, that's what they are. They lie. It doesn't matter how many times you correct their lie, they continue to lie. You could say, they, how many times we got to hear, we weren't allowed in the skiff. They had a secret meeting in the skiff. Bullshit. That's just not true. And it doesn't make it true how many times you say it. The, and so D Chief Justice John Effin Roberts rebukes the impeachment managers and White House counsel for name-calling but stayed silent about Trump's team's lies. This is from Vox, from Sean Collins. Supreme Court Justice John Roberts issued a stern warning to the House impeachment managers and President Donald Trump's counsel in the final hours of the first full day of the Senate impeachment trial after speeches by both sides began to feature personal attacks. Personal attacks! It's, you attack yourself when you lie, you filthy fascist con men. Personal attacks. How is it a personal attack? 
to say someone is a fucking liar up in this bitch. House Judiciary Committee Jerry Nadler and White House Counsel Pat Cipollone and Trump's personal lawyer Jay Sekulow, the clown, the clown Pat Cipollone and the clown Jay Sekulow called each other liars. Nadler accused senators of treachery and Sekulow said it was Nadler who was being treacherous. It's appropriate at this point for me to point for me to admonish both the House managers and the President's Council in equal terms to remember that they're addressing the world's greatest oh that's all he said the world's greatest deliberative body. Get the fuck out of here. You sit by John Roberts and allow the the Republicans to wipe their ass with the Constitution. He's the he's one of the the participants of the Brooks Brothers revolt. Remember when they were all banging on the doors so the uh, that George Bush could be illegally elected despite receiving fewer votes. The, so the people of Florida's votes wouldn't be counted. Boom, boom, boom. John Roberts is not gonna bang it on the door. His. His uh, reward for being a fascist flunky is his lifetime cushy job on the Supreme Court where he can fuck us again and again and again and make sure he puts the nail in the coffin of democracy. That's his job, ultimately. Oh, well, he, he, he saved Obamacare. Okay, well... I guess, did he? He also plunged us into a decade, or now going on a decade, of this consistent, nonstop attack and stress as the Republicans continually attack our health care, no matter what. He's the one. They, They ruled that, oh, it's a tax, and that you couldn't force these filthy fuckers to uh, to expand Medicaid for the poor people in their state or people who can't afford health care or whatever. So how many people did John Roberts kill? Oh, it's the world's greatest deliberative body. These people don't give a shit about deliberative body, deliberative or not. They have one agenda, and that is to entrench oligarchy forever and ever. Amen. Put it, a nail in it. That's it. It's, go- it's gone. It's done. It's cooked. That is what they're doing. Make no mistake, the goal of Republicans, as it has been from the beginning, for, if this were 1774, they would be the loyalists begging for King George to trickle on them. This is what we're up against. Then forget the Gilded Age. We're we're in the new Gilded Age, but they're not rolling back. It's not just rolling back the New Deal. They're rolling back the Progressive Era. We're going straight back to the Dark Ages, right past past it. We're going to the. Uh, they want to undo the Revolution. You see, it doesn't matter. It won't happen overnight, and it's not happening overnight. But it's happening. Right before our eyes, from the time I was born, and now this country has become the least upwardly mobile of all our Western partners with the widest income gap. You think that's by accident? That's because these filthy fascists, they don't want democracy. They don't like it. They never did. They 
They want it. They especially. I mean, that's what Republicans are all about. That's why they're they gerrymander. That's why they climb the ladder and pull it up behind them. Make sure that you can't do anything about the power that they illegally obtain. Oh, God. It's uh, it's beyond belief. So for some of so uh, for him to pipe up with this a oh, reminder that we're in the world's greatest deliberative body, it's a, a it's a little bit ridiculous, frankly. I guess that's a good show. It's it's a show for the dupes. It sounds good, but the fact is the the world's most greatest deliberative body. That's, uh, that ship has sailed, honey. That ship sailed when you said that, well, was it, no, it wasn't him, but when the Supreme Court said that George Bush was going to be president despite the fact that he wasn't elected and he received fewer votes because not giving him the job would be, would cause irreparable harm against George effing W. Bush. Not the harm to the democracy or the millions more people that, who voted for the Democrat, for Al Gore. But, you know, that's what happens when you're, uh, when you're working three uniquely American low-paying jobs. This is, that's all part of it, you see. They want you nice and distracted, nice and hanging by a thread so you don't pester don't don't even bother with this this uh, government thing. Leave it to the your betters. They they that's um you know better luck next life. Go go to church. Go pray. And maybe I don't know. Maybe you'll win the lottery. And uh, pray to Jesus, and you can I don't know. Uh, who knows? Have some prosperity. For if you're not prosperous it's not the system's fault it's just that you're uh, you're not praying hard enough or something it's not that there's something wrong with the system that w- the widest income gap between rich and poor that's not that has nothing to do with it it's not that the 26 human beings have more wealth than four I, I, what's the stat now i just saw this article actually mike malloy was reading it last night on his show and it's appalling. It's it's effing appalling, and it gets more appalling every day. Every day that you read and you look and you listen and you pay attention to what's going on, it's like what in the light of the facts of where what what's going on in this country. And I hear Joe Biden say things like, "Oh, um, what happened to, uh, uh, to Lindsey Graham? What happened to my old pal?" Saying. Even this morning, of course, you guys know I have that horrible habit of watching Morning Joe. I don't know why, because that's probably why I have a knot in my stomach every morning. Because I wake up with this, and I turn on the TV, and it's it's a Bernie bash from, from start to finish. And Joe Biden was on this morning. He was saying how he thinks, you know, he could bring... Um, he can bring Mitch McConnell in a room and get get things done. That's what he was saying. You know, I, 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 I can work with them. I can work. You can work with them. You can fucking work with them. 
what are you talking about? What are you working on with the people who are, who, who the historian Christopher Browning calls the grave digger of American democracy? What are you working on? Because what you should be doing, Joe Biden, is overthrowing these fucking people, doing all you can to get rid of them, to excise them from the body politic, to sound the alarm on just what we're up against. But no, he can work with them. Don't worry about it. Nothing's going to change. What's going on over here? I'm looking at the chat. Oh, well, one of the things that I wanted to, uh, well, well, one of the things that pissed me off, that's what I was saying. Where the fuck am I? See, look, where am I? One day I'm just going to lose it. Where am I? Who am I? What am I? Maybe I'll just be like floating in space finally. That's what I wonder. I wonder what if that's what happens when you die. Who knows what happens, right? We don't know. But as Einstein, even Einstein believed that energy didn't die. I mean, we are energy, right? Like that's the whole concept of the matrix. Not that you die, I don't know, like, uh, and go and live in a mansion. But I wonder what if you become, you know, the star stuff, as Carl Sagan said. Maybe that's nice. Just floating on a star. There'll probably be some douchebags up there, too, though. That's the problem. Fucking, like, I want all of this star. And you can have a little bit over here. You can have this uh, beam and, uh, and, the, and fight over the, the trickles. The rest of us will be fighting for the crumbs. But as before, I know I go all over the place, but one of the things I want to say, what I began to say, and then I got off track, was that when I was watching Adam Schiff, they gave a press conference, and yes, he did a great job laying out all of the crimes, and, and it was awesome. But what, why? Okay, when they get in front of the camera... Why are they so calm about it? This is a uh, an assault on the Constitution. They are uh, blocking legal, lawful subpoenas. Never before have we seen this level of of corruption. The danger to our democracy is. As uh, Alexander Hamilton would say, is uh, alarming. It's, what the fuck? I'm like, why aren't you expressing yourself? You think if the shoe was on the other foot, you see what the Republicans do. They run around like chickens with their heads cut off anyway when they're lying. That's, you gotta put on, uh, at least show some emotion. Like, you mean what you say. Like, this is a crisis. It's over, Bubby, otherwise. John Roberts isn't there to tell you to, to play nice with the fascists. Why aren't they at le- say, uh, uh, acting like it's a crisis? This is an, an alarm. And that's why it's, everything is, like, calm. They're all flatlined. It's why what should we be all, why why should anybody who's not paying attention be concerned? 
when you're up there. You no, but then the just speaking with this monotone voice about the end of the grand experiment in liberal democracy. Oh, it's over. We have an autocrat. Um, great. Next. That's what it sounds like. Bring a book. Bring a book to this press conference because this shit's boring. What? Yes, Schiff was great on the, as he gave his, um, the opening argument, let's say. That was great. I'm talking about when he was in front of the press, when they were all in front of the press talking. They, they have this monotone affect, and it's not conducive to uh, the, it's uh, the, here comes Tara Jr. Come on over. Come on. What are you doing? Come on. Are you coming or not? No, he's sitting there. All right. But it's not, um, it doesn't rise to the occasion. Do you know what I mean? I think they need to be uh, more expressive about what the fuck is really going on. Hi, Bobby. (laughs) Here he is. Here's the master of disaster. Hello, buddy. How you doing? Oh, I know. They suck. They're horrible. Republicans are horrible. But, um, yeah. And so I watch that. It gets me a little crazy. They're speaking calmly and rationally. That's wonderful. I guess that's, um, I, I guess that's him. That's why maybe... But, uh, you know, you can't ask somebody not to be themselves, I suppose. That's who they are. But get somebody in there with a little passion. Like even Chuck Schumer when he's up there. Who the hell wants to listen to him? He doesn't sound like it's really an emergency. Like it's really this. We're really um, losing this democracy. It's over. That we have a wannabe dictator. I don't know. I reminded, I remembered Ted Kennedy, his speech, that I'm sure we could still, where is it? Maybe I can find it on YouTube. Ted Kennedy, remember him when he was yelling, what about uh, working class people? Saying, what, how, when does the greed stop? I remember, right? Let's see if I can find this. That's what we need. Let's see if I can put this on. Oh, error, of course. It says uh, video not available. Hmm, Ted Kennedy's speech. Don't you guys remember that? When does the greed stop? It was it was awesome, and that's what we need. We need that kind of passion. Those the people with the heart. But yeah, I'm having a problem finding it. So anyway, you guys might remember it. It was about ten years ago. What does it take to so, be a Shenyun dancer? Yeah, there's a commercial for Shenyun dancers. That's not the one I want. Let's see. Unless that changes, it'll be five weeks. 
they did this politifact thing saying that Bernie was wrong, that that um, Joe Biden was actually in the video where he he praises Paul Ryan, that he was being sarcastic. And he's not really being sarcastic. They got it wrong, actually, in my opinion. Wait a minute. PolitiFact. Joe Biden. So there's this, uh, a, a concerted corporate effort to cover the truth of what, what of, of his record, which is sad. So um, it's not just sad, it's alarming. Did Biden laud Paul Ryan to cut Social Security, as Bernie Sanders' campaign said? Senator Sanders argues that, for, this is from PolitiFact, but it's, uh, it, they got it wrong. Let me just play what Joe Biden said, and you be the judge. Wait, here's, I'm trying to do this like this with the video on the screen. Here we go. Oh, boy. I don't know a whole lot of people. Wait, hold on. Where the heck is Dollars in tax expenditures, whether even half of it meets that, well, two-thirds of it meets that criteria. Wait a minute. As they say where I come from, get a life. Look what's happened to the latest tax cut. Once again, those at the very top get the biggest breaks. And what, we, what do we have to show for it? Even our Republican friends are now beginning to admit there's no evidence these, these, these tax cuts are being put to work in the economy. No new growth, just more debt. And that puts middle-class programs that they rely on and they've worked for at real risk. Paul Ryan was correct. When he did the tax code, what's the first thing he decided we had to go after? Social Security and Medicare. Now, we need to we need do something to. about Social Security and Medicare. That's the only way you can find room to pay for it. I don't know a whole lot of people in the top one-tenth of one percent or the top one percent are relying on Social Security. You see what he's saying? He wants to means test. I don't know a lot of them. Maybe you guys do. Do we need a pro-growth progressive tax code that treats workers as job creators as well, not just investors, that gets rid of unprotected loopholes like stepped-up basis? What he said there was that, yeah, we have to do something about Social Security and Medicare, but um, I don't know any rich people who rely on Social Security and Medicare. What is he saying? He wants to means test Social Security and Medicare. And this was a Joe Biden thing. This is what he does. When he's going after liberal policies or traditionally democratic, um, the, the policies that are near and dear to the democratic base's heart, he does this thing where he whispers. And that's exactly what he did right here. Social Security. And Medicare. Well, I don't know anybody who uh, relies on it. Th- it's it's not a, uh, as PolitiFact says, that Biden took, uh, he was being sarcastic. 
Sanders' campaign pointed to a speech Biden gave to the Brookings Institution in April 2018. Biden's overall message was, folks in the middle class are in trouble, and the tax code is widely skewed towards taking care of those at the top. Biden argued tax cuts were creating more debt. Yeah, 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 of course. What Biden says about Ryan. Paul Ryan was correct when he did the tax code. What's the first thing he decides to go after? Social Security. He says with a slight smirk, leaning into the microphone, and said in a deep, menacing voice, Social Security and Medicare. But that's his thing. That's what he did. That's sort of his tell. He wasn't being sarcastic. Biden commented, yes, we now, now we need to do something about Social Security and Medicare. Then he said, uh, sarcastically whispered was that sarcastic that's the only way you're going to find room to pay for it the biden campaign said that he was mocking paul ryan bullshit i mean we have eyes we have ears and then in a a second later he says that he doesn't know any rich people who are relying on social security and medicare which is code for mean it's not even code it's telling he's saying This is how we're going to fix Medicare and Social Security. This is how we're going to save it. We will means test it. But this article says, to understand Biden's tone, you actually have to watch and listen to his words. Give me a break. We did watch and listen to it. I don't know, you guys. You tell me. It's, uh, they think we're stupid. But it's not just that. The entire... Democratic DLC establishment is out for Bernie Sanders. And just today, it doesn't matter for the past week, since the last time we spoke, oh, well, since Saturday at least, they have been harping and pounding every effing corporate media show. Uh, from uh, From Morning Joe to The View is... All about uh, knocking down Bernie Sanders. And it makes me want to, it makes me really question what part of uh, a government that works for more than just the 1% offends these people. Because if we really had a progressive taxation, if this country was not the least upwardly mobile, if we had the slightest income gap between rich and poor, as we did 40 years ago as the result of the New Deal of Franklin Roosevelt's democratic socialist policies that built the, the middle class that bi- and, and uh, fostered an economy from the ground up, if they would still be rich. Morning Joe, mi- the, the Morning Joe millionaires would still be rich. They'd still have their ivory tower. They'd be fine. But we wouldn't have to beg on GoFundMe for medical care. And perhaps there'd be living wages. Remember how much the $15 minimum wage was so out of the ordinary. It was going to bankrupt the country. It was going to bankrupt businesses. Now it's pretty much part of, it's it, the part of the Democratic Party platform. And it's, it's here in New York. And it, uh, New York is doing great. In fact, people... In, who are working for a living are quite happy that they have some more money in their pockets to spend in the economy. That's how it works. You don't give more money to those who will never spend it in a thousand lifetimes because what they do with it is they buy politicians and they buy media 
and they buy the corporate media and they put their corporate media mouthpieces in these positions where they, they have this amplified message saying how we can't afford it. We don't have enough. And they talk about what we can do, how things are just too pie in the sky. It's, but the wars are never too pie in the sky. Corporate tax giveaways that, that giant corporations like Amazon and FedEx and the billion-dollar corporations walking around paying zero taxes, that's not pie in the sky. But it's uh, a country that works for all and a government that works for all. That's, what it, that's how you build an economy. It's, you build it from the ground up. And if we don't have a, if, you, if the majority of people cannot afford, um, you know, basic things, if we are, if, the, if the, we are living in a country that where the wealth gap is greater than it was in the Roman Empire, that's not democracy. And they, that's what they should be talking about. This is why I'm so confused about this Bernie Sanders hatred. Now, Hillary Clinton, now remember how we all had to get behind Hillary, and we did. So what, what is wrong with her? Why does, first of all, they're like, oh, they want her to shut up. She won't shut up. She said on Howard Stern that she won't shut up because that would please her enemies. Not that... You know, because Howard Stern asked her, will you ever go away? Just go away like they want you to. And she said, no, I won't go away because that, that will please my enemies. Not that I won't go away because we still have 44 million Americans who have no health care and 40 million who are underinsured and millions of Americans declare uniquely American medical bankruptcies and others, uh, one-third of the, of the campaigns on GoFundMe are begging for medical care. And that's just effing unconscionable. She doesn't say that. She says, I'm not going away because my enemies will like it. Well, what the hell is wrong with you? Nobody likes Bernie, she says. Nobody? If, he, if she's talking about the, the millions of individual donations more than any other candidate in American history, then who are these nobodies? Is it the nobodies in Wall Street who gave you those fat checks at Goldman Sachs to speak about your, uh, to give them these secret speeches we, wouldn't, we weren't allowed to read the transcripts of? What, uh, what, what nobodies? Because I, it's clear to me that these DLC corporate Dems think that we're that I'm a nobody. That's for sure. That's not nobody though. They're not. D- d- Bernie Sanders is not trying to um, uh, hurt you. He's trying to help the, the this country actualize the dreams and promises in our founding documents. A government that works for all. So they're, if they're upset that um, we, there's a candidate who speaks about the broken system that they suck on like lampreys, then they need to look in the mirror. Nobody likes Bernie. M- meanwhile, 
in reality, who is the one who lost to the most disgusting human slug on the planet? And they want to blame Bernie. Bernie didn't lose. He didn't make Hillary lose. In fact, no other candidate actually uh, campaigned more for Hillary Clinton than Bernie Sanders. And there you go. That's, uh, that's who your friends are. That's the DLC Democrats. They're okay they, with uh, the fact that, the, uh, that Americans die without health care. They're fine because they want to throw a subsidy. They will, they, they're fine with leaving people behind. It was like this morning on, on Morning Joe, this, it's the Willie Geists of the world who have their health care. They're fine. They're born on third base. They, I don't know who the hell Willie Geist is and why. Why is there a Willie Geist? That's what I want to know. What does he bring to the table? What is so, they're like, get, get us Willie Geist. We really need Willie Geist in here. What's his opinion? What has Willie Geist ever done for this world? What has, has he driven to Canada so people can get diabetes medicine? Like Bernie Sanders did every week with seniors in his community? I don't know. Because they couldn't afford the medical care, the cost of treatment here in the United States of serfs and lords? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, uh, the editorial board of the New York Times. Oh, well, before, sorry, before I get on that, I always do this. I go on a tangent. No, because Willie Guy said this morning, this is why I brought him up, that um, he was like, uh, who was he talking to? Oh, yeah, he was talking to Joe Biden. Because I don't know what it is. Anytime he gets the opportunity, I'm talking about Willie Geist, to to say that people love their private health insurance, it's it's really pathological. And if I had the means, I or the I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to grab all these clips, but I would go back and if somebody has this ability to go search these corporate media library and. Um, Get a just do a montage of all of the times Willie Guy said that Americans are uh, love their private health insurance, and why are you saying you're going to rip private health insurance from people? He he always loved that. He loves that frame, ripping private health care from people by giving everybody health care. Um, it's, it doesn't make any sense. But your health care is being ripped. What health care? The only body who ever ha- ripped health care from me was the private health insurance ghouls who said, nah, no, booba. You could, you're not getting that. Like they told my sister who had three kids. She had two kids by C-section. The third kid, the doctor said, well, you're just, you just got to do a C-section because you're, you've already had two by C-section. You've already... Ha, you're, you need to have a C-section. This is what happens. So the insurance company says, oh, no, no, booby, sorry. Um, you just try. Just try to have it naturally. They weren't going to pay until my sister had to go through the agony of labor for a certain period of time to get to the point where to do what the doctor said initially. Just have a C-section. Until it's a medical emergency, then they open you up. Because they didn't want to pay. They don't want to pay. You see, it's too much money. It's much less money 
if she just had it the, the way that you know, God intended. They need that money. They need that $1.6 billion bonus for Bill McGuire. They're not in the business of giving you health care, ripping health care. How much pain has the insurance ghouls caused? And that's the company. This is what we want to protect. And the way that the filthy, disgusting corporatists on both sides of the aisle, they frame it. Yes, the fucking Republicans are be- they're irredeemable. They are disgusting. They're beyond. They, they are barely human. They are wastes of human DNA. But what's worse, you know, they're on par. There are different levels of uh, disgusting because the re- filthy re- Republicans are ju- they're over the top disgusting. But then you have somebody who says they're your friend and they're working for you while they're in cahoots with the very systems that are keeping you down. The the and 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 don't don't want to do a goddamn thing about it. That's the thing. They don't have a problem that the United States that the as the studies of the the um what was it? The Phil I'm trying to think who did the study. Um the uh where I'm trying to th- it's a um a Princeton, that's it. I was, it was in my mind. It was in the P. It was at the top of my head. Um, Princeton did a study where the wants and needs of working people have a statistically insignificant effect on government policy. So um, that's okay. That's okay with the DLCers. Okay, hold on. I see that Haiku is in the chat. Haiku is the moderator. Where are you? Oh, are you in there? Are you already moderator? Oh, okay. So you're moderator already. Wonderful. So I thought that I had to make you a moderator every time. So I'm glad that you're a moderator automatically. That's Doesn't that make more sense? I thought that you had to do it every time. That's good. I'm glad. Wonderful. Oh, and I see there's a little, uh, I don't know if you could see it, but there's a little wrench next to your name. So good. Haiku is your moderator, people. So just be uh be be uh, be nice be nice to him so yeah anyway but that's uh the thing is they have no problem with the fact that the united states is is the uh least upwardly mobile with widest income gap that is, how do you have uh, a functioning democracy like that you don't that's the you know i answered the question you don't have a functioning democracy it doesn't work and this is part of the problem because, okay, let me just play a couple of things. Now, they're after Bernie, and just today, another study came out. The CNN poll came out. Bernie is now in the lead, which is actually gives me hope. CNN poll. Is he in the lead or he's tied? Let me see here. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders has improved his standing in the national Democratic race for for president, joining former Vice President Joe Biden in a two-person top tier above the rest of the field, according to a new CNN poll conducted by SSRS. This is today. 
The poll marks the first time Biden has not held a solo lead in the CNN's national polling on the race. Now, imagine what this would look like if we actually had a corporate media that wasn't incessantly and pathologically attacking Bernie for whatever reason. They don't like him. Oh, he's not going to call them on their birthday. That's the thing. They talk about on on Morning Joe, they had uh, it went they went off on him on Bernie saying he's lying about Joe Biden saying saying that Joe Biden says he's going to cut social security when instead of doing their own research, you see what I'm saying? Instead of they're saying, "Oh, Joe Biden says no, he never said that or he's he's uh he's being taken out of context." And and do your research, Morning Joe. No, they don't do that, though. You see what I'm saying? Because they have an agenda. They're not going to rip, uh, go through the, the archives that they have access to and get all the times that Joe Biden talked about means testing Social Security and freezing Social Security and on and on. How many times? For, you're talking over decades. So that's how he... He he tried to look like he was, uh, you know, he 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 even said in one of these clips. Now the liberals in my party say one thing, and I say we have to do all of it. We have to. Now he's running as the most liberal. Now he's the most progressive. Now who are you gonna believe? Who are you gonna believe? The senator from MDMA, or the man who has been fighting? with the same passion and heart for his entire life. This is why people are sick of it. And it's still a change election. And this is why I do believe that we, we uh, if, if we have one of these corporate Dems, we will lose. Now, somebody, a friend of mine, said to me, oh, this is not the time to run a radical he's not a radical that's uh, what's what's good is that it seems like the most americans realize that there's nothing radical about getting back to normal we're talking about progressive taxation that's it a government that works for all what is so radical about universal health care and higher education things that other countries have done for decades What's radical is the rapacious wealth gap in this country. That's radical. And not even more than radical, it's, it's killing us. Literally and figuratively. It's killing democracy. It is making a mockery of every person who ever bled for this country. And it is uh, the problem. It's the problem. And somebody said another, you know, other people, this is the arguments you get. Um, uh, he always says the same thing. He's got the same thing. Well, you, when you have the truth, what are you going to say? Yeah, I mean, maybe, oh, my knees hurt, my knees hurt. Well, you got to eat right and exercise, right? Maybe you lose 20 pounds, whatever it is, if that's what the doctor tells you. Oh, my knees are, I need, I'll, I'll take this, I'll elevate, I'll put ice, I'll, no, you, you really need to just do the basics. The fact is, if you, uh, maybe if you weren't on my 600-pound life, maybe your knees wouldn't hurt as bad. 
You know what I mean? I'm just making a, I'm just putting out an, uh, what is the word? You know, an example. It's the truth. The, if you, oh, uh, doc, I can't walk five flights of stairs. You know, uh, well, stop smoking a pack a day. Well, uh, you tell me the same thing all the time. I'm so bored with this. You don't have any other, you don't have a subsidy or something to throw at my, my, uh, pack a day smoking habit you know what i mean the fact is if this is the problem it's the problem the 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 money in politics the billionaires owning this government that's the problem oh he says the same things oh yeah he's not coming up with a with um a giant you know how the um republicans always talked about how how many pages obamacare was it doesn't have to be that many pages if you, if you fix the problem, if you actually fix it and say, Medicare for all. How many pages do you need for that? I can do it in a sentence. Medicare for all. Everyone gets health care. You don't have to throw subsidies and tears and all kinds of shit that does nothing but separate the American people again. Put us into tiers where instead of fighting the tier at the top, punching up where we need to be um, focusing our energies on the people who are really fucking us, who are really breaking this country, then we're all looking at each other. Oh, he got a subsidy. She got a subsidy. I didn't get a subsidy. I, you know, oh, they get everything. It's those brown people. It's the other people. It's the poor people. You see how they do it to get us fighting amongst each other instead of where it truly belongs? Well, sorry, um, Morning Joe. You'll still be billionaires. Willie Geist, you'll still have your cushy, shitty job saying nothing to a, a million people, being a nothing, being milk toast, generic man on the corporate media telling us how much we can't do. You could still have that, that role. I don't know why. Why would you want that role in this one life that you have to live? You want to take your role. You want to, uh, you're on a platform that reaches millions of people, but the best you can do is tell them that what they cannot do. That, guess what? Go fund me. That's all you get. I got mine, sucker. Sucks to be you. And framing it in the so-called concern. Oh, what are you going to do? You're ripping health care from millions. Not even. You know, millions of people. You're ripping health care. How about the millions who have nothing? What about the millions who have already died for lack of care over the years that we've been in this, this unconscionable system? He should be apologizing to them. Instead of making excuses for, for, the, uh, for the big moneyed interests. That's who Willie Geist is. He uses his platform for nothing. For nothing and no one. Now that's courage, right? Offending no one. It's sort of like the, the New York Times editorial board endorsing Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren. Are you serious? Talk about, does it really, is, is that, does that substitute for courage now in this 
kiss up, kick down, United States of serfs and lords. That's what courage is. That's what taking a stand is. Where you just take a, you don't do anything. Being a nothing, doing absolutely nothing and saying nothing is so courageous. And all of the candidates went to go and they um, had to go and genuflect in front of the New York Times editorial board. And they didn't like that. I saw the video. I don't have it grabbed. But they, the, Bernie said, you know, if you, if you, um, he's like, I'm not the kind of politician he, he, who will call you on your birthday just so you write nice things about me. And the... The morning, morning Joe millionaires, they didn't like that. They went nuts over that. They actually had the, that historian guy, what's his name now? I can't remember his name. You, somebody will say it on the chat. The, you know, the historian they always have on, whatever. And all of the millionaires on Morning Joe, they, they, were, go, they were bashing Bernie like it was no tomorrow, talking about how, how, why would he say something like that? Say that he won't call people on their birthday. No, not, not that. They were saying that Bernie, why? It's so, re he's such a crotchety old grunt, a grump who says, that he won't wish anybody happy birthday. That's not what he said. You see how this works? He said to the New York Times editorial fuckers that I am not the kind of person who will call you on your birthday so you write nice things about me. That's what he said. I'm too busy working on policy and working for, uh, for other people and doing things that make a difference. And he said, I'm so surprised how much that works when people say, oh, Bernie, you called me on my birthday or whatever, or happy birthday. He's like, that's not me. So we should be, we, we should encourage that. I'm not the one who's going to suck your ass on your birthday so you write nice things about me while I'm getting things done like the Iraq war and giving more money to the rich and powerful so it stays that way, so we make sure that we're in endless wars and the United States remains as unequal as the Roman Empire. Wonderful. Oh, why would Bernie he, he say that he won't call... He, no, that's not what he said. He said... Why would um, Bernie say that he won't wish anybody happy birthday? You see how that works? That's propaganda. That's how it works. They take his words and they twist it. And they think, oh, uh, that's good enough. You know what I mean? Having a country where they, they want, you know what it is. It's ultimately the corporate, corporate media, they don't, they, they don't like Trump because he's too chaotic. They're fine with his policies. They like the tax cuts. They constantly, every single day, we hear what a great economy it is. It's great for them. It's not great if you're on the other side of Reaganomics, like the rest of us. They have no problem with kissing up to billionaires. They're like, oh, why are you so picking on these, on billionaires? There's there's 2,600 billionaires on Earth. Why are we so concerned about that? There shouldn't be one billionaire. But they're fine. They have no problem with the system. 
they're good with the system. It's the everything else. It's us doing something about it, it that gives them pause. They don't like Bernie because he brings out the fact that this is a broken system that doesn't work for anybody. They want us to know our value. That's what Meek is there for. You know what I mean? It's not the system. It's just you don't know your value. You're not praying hard enough. It's the same old scam. And that and Bernie's just not playing that game. So with with Hillary Clinton, I mean, they all we all have to hear all the time, you'll get behind the Democratic candidate, right? You'll we want unity. Nobody wants to uh w- this isn't this is about defeating Trump. Then why is there no unity for the only candidate that has the most donations from individual donors in American history from the corporate elite. The, the corporate elite have no unity. They, well, I guess, what, what, where will they be in a world that is, um, you know, uh, less uh, unequal? What, I guess, I don't understand. This is what I don't get, though. I don't get it. Hillary Clinton will still be rich. She'll still be Hillary Clinton. She'll still be the one who lost to the most disgusting human slug on the planet. I know she can't take responsibility. It must be very hard for her to look in the mirror and take inventory, take stock of what she did wrong. It's everybody else's fault. Yes, they, she had a, a large hill to climb. She had the gerrymandering, the Russian psyops campaigns, and... I guess in her mind she thinks Bernie Sanders, he spoiled the party for her. But get, I'm sorry, uh, Hillary, there were many Americans, fair or not, that were never going to vote for her because of the entire, how many, as long as I've been alive, this, this cottage industry against Hillary Clinton. But some deserved and some undeserved, of course. But she steps right into it. What is she doing giving speeches to Goldman Sachs, knowing she's going to run for president? She doesn't give a shit. She's, you know what I mean? That's, that's, what the hell? That's how you play the game. Nobody likes Bernie. That's, see, they like her, as you can tell, by her $500,000 payday. Why, why would anybody pay somebody $500,000 to give a speech? What do you think? You think it has anything to do with access, opportunity? You think it's because she's such a great speaker? Is she the best? Is she fucking Cicero or something? No. It's because corruption. Filthy, disgusting corruption. So, uh, why would she give a speech? This is what, remember how all those speeches in Goldman Sachs were so, so controversial? The fact is... She knew she was running for president. They, it was her turn, you see. After Obama conceded, I mean, after she conceded to Obama in the prior election, the, her and Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Obama, it, behind closed doors, went back and they decided that Hillary would concede. It would be Obama's turn. Next would be Hillary's. This is what they conspired to do. Is it conspiring? No, but this is how they, you know, whatever you call it, it is. A cons- it's of course it is in some sense. 
because it's not a fair process. But everybody knows Hillary's turn. Bernie was, that's the problem. He, he, he was a party pooper for her. That, but not that the, the party pooper was the fact that we live in the least upwardly mobile country, that we have Americans, you know, living and dying without health care, needlessly dying, you know, on and on. Endless wars of corporate aggression that built, built on, based on lies, where we have a government where the wants and needs of working people have a zero statistically insignificant, which means zero effects on government policy. You know what I mean? That's, that's fine with her. She's cool. She'll throw a subsidy. That's the thing. The, the corporations, the corporate media, the uh, DLC Democrats, the corporate Democrats, and the fascists in the right wing, they have no problem with this broken system. And uh, that's the problem. Bernie is actually trying to make people's lives different, better, trying to fix the country back, right, not just, um, you know, bring it back to somewhat center. They talk about the center. What's the center in a fascist dictatorship where the American people have a zero effect on government policy. What's the center? We're talking about nothing out of the ordinary, nothing that the American, uh, that isn't in, already in the American experience. Progressive taxation, you know, leaving no one behind, opening up health care for all. But the, the problem with the DLC Democrats is, you see, the corporations and the corporate Democrats, what they want, they, and, and, the, and the right-wingers like Rick Wilson and the, the, who call them, who were former Republicans all over, all over corporate, the so-called liberal media. And this is why I ask you to please become a patron and support the show, support the liberal media, because this is what we're up against. I'm not kidding. You know it. I know it. We know it. Normal people know it. We're up against this, the, the propaganda, and we only have each other. We have this. We have our Tara Buster. We have our little, little YouTube show that hopefully will grow and become something bigger, only with your support. I mean, I guess... It will go away eventually if we don't get enough support. That's just the bottom line. That's how it will go, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately. But it is what it is, as uh, I guess that's just the way it is. We don't have a billionaire benefactors. We don't have the Mercer family. We don't have, um, you know, big pockets like NBC to sit there and hire former Republicans to go out and tell everybody what they can't have and also give them permission not to give a shit about anybody else. That's the other thing that pisses me off about these DLC Democrats. Well, we can have, we'll bring more people into Obamacare, but still have millions with nothing. How is that okay? It's so disgusting to me. How is it okay 
to leave millions behind. Even Joe Biden's plan, he thinks he's the most progressive in the, in the race. Already, right on the top, right there, he admits immediately, which means it's even worse, that his plan leaves millions out. It still leaves millions out. So what is, what's that about? Why is it okay to leave millions behind? I don't know. But the, the corporations, the corporate media, the, the, uh, the fascists and the DLC Democrats, what they don't like, they don't like the chaos. They want a kinder, gentler kiss-up, kick-down United States of serfs and lords. They'll, they'll give you a subsidy. They'll give you longer unemployment benefits. What, what else? They'll, that's better. You'll get a subsidy. You might get some uh, expanded education benefits. So when they ship your job to China, you can go back to school in the for-profit school somewhere, and they'll give you a bigger Pell Grant. But it's all about the, the, the DLC corporate elite. That's what they do. They, the, instead of attacking the problem of income inequality, and upward immobility through progressive taxation by and um, building rebuilding unions and there are many ways. It's not it, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's that's this is just how it works. You know what I mean? We've done it before. You don't have to constantly quote, quote Reagan as they always do, which drives me insane. That's the other thing with these fucking Democrats, these DLC Democrats, always quoting Reagan. You know what I mean? Are they Democrats? Always saying, well, Reagan said, or just like Reagan said, what, what are you talking about? That's where we can trace Reagan to the, the end of, of the, the beginning of the American uh, oligarchy. Please. But they're fine with it. You see what I'm saying? And that's what the corporations, they just want to stave off the revolution a little longer by throwing you a subsidy. Oh, okay, Obamacare. You're still unable, you know, you still have to go beg on GoFundMe for health care. You'll still have to be, be, submit to the corporate masters uh, who will tell you to, you know, just try. Just try to have the baby naturally instead of a, a C-section like your doctor said you are going to have to have. Because they know better. It's not that they know better. They don't care. It's about money. Your life is nothing. You are a commodity. And that's fine. That's, isn't that the, that's the new, um, that's the only value in the United States of serfs and lords. Selfishness. It's the, uh, a kinder, gentler selfishness. And here's uh, the view. The other thing that pissed me off, there's so many things. But the view, they, because last week we played the view on Saturday. These bitches on the view going off on Bernie. Again, saying nobody likes it because Hillary said nobody likes him. And now there were backlash. The Bernie bros attacked them. Now, let me tell you, the Bernie bro frame is a bullshit frame 
that is sexist in itself and seeks to marginalize and invisible, invisible, make invisible the uh, ver- the large female and minority quote unquote base that Bernie actually has more than Joe Biden and uh, the what is the statistic here? It's uh, Bernie's. Yeah, w- young women actually make up more of Bernie's base than men do. So this Bernie bro shit pisses me off because it's a, it is symbolic annihilation there. And re- let's remember, the other thing is that before there were Bernie bros, there were Obama b- bros. I don't know if you guys remember. They, don't, they can't even be original. Bernie bro, Obama bro. It's the same shit. What is this shit? It's any time you, you bring up the fact that Hillary Clinton should shut her fucking mouth, you're a Bernie bro. Yeah, you, because if this was the other, if, this was, if the shoe was on the other foot, what do you think they'd be saying about Bernie? Bernie has too much class to say that, you see? He would never go on and say, oh, Hillary, uh, it was her fault that I lost the election. No. You would, it would never happen. But, you know, before there were Bernie bros, there were Obama bros. Uh, anytime, it's the same, but it was the same frame. If you attacked or pointed out the truth about Hillary or something, you were a bro. Uh, but just here's from an article from Medium by Max Van Dyke in, 26, in 2017. It may seem like ancient history now, but just 10 years ago, Hillary Clinton ran for president against the young, first-term African-American senator from Illinois, Barack Obama, considered the early favorite to win the Democratic nomination. Hillary and her entire campaign were completely blindsided by the rise of Senator Obama in, in 2008. First, there was his surprising winner, uh, in Iowa. Next came his stunning upset victory in South Carolina, of all places. And over a year before, Twitter truly took off and barely into the new era of Facebook being open to everyone, not just college students. The, 28, the 20, 2008 campaign was very different than the 2016 campaign that we just went through as far as social media goes. It was during the 2008 campaign where Obama was first heavily scrutinized for his lack of American roots, his ties to Reverend Jeremiah Wright, and for a photo circulated by the Clinton campaign showing Obama in what appeared to be Muslim garb. You remember this? However, one overlooked attack on Obama from Clinton, from the Clinton campaign during the 20. 2008 primary is that is one that Bernie supporters will be able to relate to heavily and it's the charge of sexism quote I've been really bothered by what I perceive as sexism among some male Obama supporters and I've spent hours defending it uh, defending Clinton sorry a lot of guys just can't stand Hillary and it's the intensity of their irritation with her that disturbs me more than their devotion to Obama while that quote may sound just like something Hil- a Hillary supporter may have said about Sanders in 2016, that was actually something in, in an email from a Clinton supporter back in t- 2008 about Obama, Obama supporters. 
The quote was included in an article from Salon entitled, Hey, Obama boys, back off already. Does this all sound vaguely familiar? Yet, it's amazing how if you just replace Obama with Sanders, you would think it was from just last year, not 11 years ago. Well, and today. Maggie Merrill, at the time a 31-year-old grad student, was quoted in the article saying, There is this Obama mania where these young men get glassy eyes and start spitting out vague things about how Barack Obama is going to save humanity. Really? Have you seen their eyes? It's this faraway look. It's scary. That is almost identical language to what is used to describe male Bernie supporters during the 2016 Democratic primary. And then we get this gem from Becca O'Brien. With straight white male progressive friends, I feel something that makes me viscerally angry and afraid. The viciousness of the rebuttals to the suggestion that Obama and Clinton's policies are roughly equal or that Clinton's have some benefit to them, the outright dismissal of any support of her, the impossibility of having a nuanced conversation, the whole Hillary Clinton is a monster theme is so virulent. Yes, the attacks against straight white men who support seemingly progressive candidates is nothing new and, in fact, was ironically used to smear supporters of Obama back in 2008. I don't know. I keep wanting to say 2018. When he ran against Hillary. The rhetoric employed against Sanders' supporter during the primary, and that continues to be used against progressives to this day, is nothing but a recycled talking point that was once used against Obama and his supporters. The difference, of course, social media. In 2008, social media was a shell of what it was today, of what it is today. Now all it takes is one article that suggests Bernie supporters are white men and sexist, and within minutes it's considered gospel truth as it spreads around Twitter and Facebook. When Clinton used the same tactics against Obama, it didn't work, though not for its lack of trying. Besides, with all the racial elements the Clinton camp used against Obama, charges of sexism were just a sprinkle on top. But it should never be forgotten how charges of sexism were used against Obama and his supporters for daring to support a black man over a white woman. In 2008, a member of Hillary Clinton's finance committee dismissed John Lewis and and Chris Dodd's endorsement of Obama as guys sticking together. Then there's this 2008 article written by Jake Tapper. Oh, God who you may recognize from his porn name, (laughs) Jake Tapper. That's funny. What are you guys doing back there? The cats are back there. Um, That's good. Jake Tapper, porn name, Um, which is headlined, Is Obama Using Sexist Language? In this article, Tapper highlights some Obama comments during the primary, which some perceived as sexist, and then concludes, concludes, I find it hard to envision Obama using the same language if he were facing, say, former Senator John Edwards. Does all this sound familiar? This bullshit sexist smear that has nothing to do with reality because, like I said, young women make up more of Bernie's base than men do. Now, this is from Vice by Maria Solis. 
New findings from The Economist show that women under 45 make up a larger share of Bernie's base, Bernie Sanders' base, than do men in the same age group, contradicting a popular narrative that says the 2020 Democratic candidate supporters are overwhelming, overwhelmingly white and male, to the virtual exclusion of other groups. And that's, what, that's the whole Bernie bro bullshit. The narrative... This narrative often hinges on the Bernie bro, a term Atlantic writer (laughs) Robinson Meyer coined during the 2016 election to describe a type of mansplaining internet harasser that some came to see as representative of all Sanders voters. Bernie bros were a mob flooding the Twitter mentions of Hillary Clinton supporters. They were sexist and even enthusiastically so. It's the same shit, but... Anyway, the, that's the whole thing that it pisses me off because am I? I guess that's why I called the last show that um, I guess I'm one of those Bernie bros you're talking about. Bernie bro. Fuck you, Bernie bro. How about you be a bro for um, upward mobility? How about a bro for leaving no one behind? Make that the Democratic Party rally and cry. We won't leave anyone behind. The other thing that they always go on about is how, how oh, Bernie's not even a Democrat. He's bullshit. He's more of a Democrat than anybody else. And not that it even matters because he runs as an independent in Vermont. And why is he now running as a Democrat? Well, what does a Democrat mean then? What is a Democrat? Well, let's just play these um, these quotes or uh, these clips from The View, and you'll see what I'm talking about, because um, what's her face? Whoopi, and all of these bitches on The View are not, fuck them, okay? Let's just put it out there with this Bernie bro shit. Here's, um, here's, this is uh, from The View with all of the the bitches acting like uh, I want to smack them. After this weekend of uh, really a lot of what do you like? To, what do you call them? The faux pas? Faux pas. The, the, a lot, the, of faux pas. lot of faux pas. He was faux pieing everywhere. <laughs> what? I understand. Like, this is what I don't get. They're, of course, they're attacking Bernie. Say, oh, a lot of faux pas. Because he apologized. I don't know why he apologized, frankly, for Zephyr Teachout's article describing Joe Biden's corruption problem, which we'll get to in a minute. But, um,. So he apologized for that. Okay. A lot of faux pas. So you see what they're doing? They're trying to make it like, oh, he's so, uh, he, he's, uh, he's a liar. He can't be trusted, whatever. Obviously, this is the same day that the CNN poll comes out that Bernie is now in the lead. So whatever. Good thing it's not taking. But well, I don't understand why Whoopi has a problem. What is her problem with, well, let's get into it. Here's, she explains it. Yes, I mean, you know, the Bernie bros were catching, I mean. The Bernie bros, fuck you, Whoopi. Because, like I said, Bernie's base is, are not bros, asshole. Am I a bro? It's so dismissive. It's, and that's the point. What am I talking about? That's what they want to do. They want to make it like, oh, you're nothing. You're just a sexist. You're just sexist. Really? No, honey. I want even you, even Whoopi. 
Whoopi might actually benefit. She might like living in a country where she doesn't have to step over uh, people, um, you know, the poor, who, oh, well, what does she know? She doesn't hang out with the poor on the way to her gated community anymore. What does she know? She gets driven to work. She's not stepping over anybody. They're, they're, she's not going to the coffee shop. They're bringing it to her. She's, she's well beyond the, the days of stepping over anybody on the way to anywhere. She don't, everybody's fine in her world. You just need a little subsidy. You need to be trickled upon a little bit. Never mind that 28 human beings have more wealth than the bottom half. Don't worry about that. Just pray. Pray for a subsidy. Pray or know your value. Don't worry about it. Don't try fixing the system. Wear a pink scarf. That's the change we can believe in. Yeah, so, you know, apologize several to times. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean... And by the way, we had to apologize. When will Hillary Clinton apologize for losing to the, the most disgusting human slug on the planet? Yes, she received more votes. And I say that every day. Twitler is squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. Yeah, but she didn't receive the more more votes in the places she needed to receive them. And they knew that. They thought they had it in the bag. Why should she go to Wisconsin or these or the Rust Belt, which used to be called the Manufacturing Belt 40 years ago? That says it all. You don't sell people out and then they think that you're on their team. All of these white, of course, yes, there's a very, a lot of it, there's a lot of racism involved. We understand that. But the, the, there is no getting around that a lot of these people, that, what are you going to do with that? They don't know what the hell to do with their lives when if a factory closes. What are they going to do? Then they get sh- these jobs get shipped somewhere, uh, and that's it for them. This is the problem. There's only so many Ubers that a community can take. How many Uber drivers? Everyone's going to be driving an Uber. There'll be no passengers. But, you know, what is Hillary Clinton? Um, she's part of that problem, that whole DLC problem. Oh, that's the DLC. They want to throw some education at you. Go back to schools. Find a new skill. You know, they, here's some subsidies. So when you get out, you can't find a job again. This is a problem. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, unemployment's real low. But the, what kind of jobs there do they have? Are people making money? We're still the least upwardly mobile. People are working. Oh, you got to get your side gig on. That's the other thing. Get your side hustle. Um, That really annoys the shit out of me. Because you don't have enough time in your life. You can't enjoy life. Who, who, enjoying life is for people like Whoopi. It's not for you. Get yourself a talk show. And if you can't get a talk show, just marry somebody with a talk show. A A billionaire, preferably. (sighs) <sighs> Here we go. Yes. So, I mean... And by the way, we... I would like to take... The View started this. Like, we were... We said, like, we're not feeling... <laughs> the View started the hatred of Bernie Sanders. You know, me. 
I'm all about, um, you know, being free and fair. Even though the only reason I'm sitting here is because my daddy gave me a lot of money. <laughs> and uh, I love guns, but I would never join the National Guard because that would mean I'd have to do at least one push-up. And that's just, um, let freedom ring somewhere else. <laughs> Bernie, and we got a lot of heat for it, and all of a sudden it feels like... A we got a lot of hate from the Bernie bros saying, yeah... No, this nobody, another nobody for Bernie over here because he's, it's not about Bernie too. That's the other thing. It's this, Bernie is somebody who's, who is advocating for the policies that we know will fix this effing country, who recognizes, who's diagnosed the problem, um, honestly, who's not sitting around going like, you know what? The problem is that um, you need to wear a red, uh, no, no, a pink scarf. I'm sorry. It was pink. Everybody wear a pink scarf and go march in a woman's march. This year's woman's march sponsored by Morning Breeze. And you can get your free Evian water bottle over at the uh, media booth on, uh, on 5th Street. You know what I mean? Like it matters. This is this is what they're doing. There, no, there will be no change. We can believe. And what does that mean? It's you just better write a nice, um, not nice, a heart wrenching explanation of your illness when you go on GoFundMe because there, you got a lot of competition. People in the media and voters are following, and this Bernie bro problem that she's talking about. This mm -hmm. Bernie bro problem. Here's the other thing, like we were saying the other day. Um, show me, where are the receipts? Show me the receipts. What Bernie bros? We never see. Oh, like Joy, ba what's her name? Joy uh, Reed. Snakes. The Bernie bros sent Elizabeth Warren. Snake emojis. That must have really burnt. Those Bernie bros, they're just out of control. But what Bernie bros? Let's see it. I, I, I say to them, I'm like, I'm a Bernie bro. What the fuck are you talking about? You're trying to make me invisible? Like the rest of the women who make up Bernie's base? Are we nothing to you? You sexist, misogynist bitches. You see, that's how it works. They... They take the mantle of the oppressed. Oh, they're the victims, you see, in the kiss-up, kick-down oligarchy. The privileged princes of the new economic order want you to stay in your place. They're the victims. The Bernie bro, somebody sent them a snake emoji. So that's why we can't have nice things. Because Meghan McCain got a snake emoji on her Twitter account. And the Bernie Burns, they're just out of control. And Bernie doesn't want to call her on her birthday. So, we're fucked. Just get used to oligarchy. Don't worry about it. You'll be, you will have a mansion in heaven. And know your value, bitch. Know your value. Why don't you know your value? She was patient zero when yes, it comes to it. She's and patient zero? 
as we all went and voted for her. One in ten Bernie supporters voted for Trump because they were right-leaning conservative independents who were never going to vote for Hillary. So Bernie actually has the coalition between the left and the right that the filthy fascists in the DLC Democratic order say that they can attract by spewing Republican policies back at them. It's pathetic. A lot of damage to her, and I think going forward, damage. they should underestimate their power and what they could do specifically to female candidates. And but you, to female candidates? Like who? AOC? Ilhan Omar? Rashida Tlaib? Who? Unbelievable. She still has it. She oh, won yeah. by three million votes. I wouldn't. Absolutely. People no. still like her. And you know what? After that Howard Stern interview, mm -hmm. we've seen the true Hillary. And I think she's fabulous. I She's fabulous. She's the one that said, I'm not getting at, I'm not going anywhere because my enemies will hate me. And Bernie. Bernie made me made me lose. Bullshit. Please. Oh my God. It would be so beautiful. Just if Bernie won. Just shut these fucking bitches up, please. For that alone, he's gotta be the nominee. Because I'm sick of listening to these assholes. For God's sake. Oh, my God. Yeah, here's another one. Sanders' base is di really diverse and very young. This is from Vox. By Tara Goshen. The Bernie bro a loud, young, angry white man that came to define Senator Bernie Sanders' base in 2016 is looking more diverse these days. As Sanders begins to crisscross the country for his 2020 bid, proving he can consolidate the Democratic base will be his biggest test. We are criticized for being too white. That was a correct criticism, Sanders said on the Breakfast Club radio show in March. We were criticized for being too male. That was correct. We are, that's going to change. It's starting to. This is from May. An, analys an analysis of recent polls from November of 2018 and March to March 2019 shows Sanders is more popular with people of color than white people. And women like Sanders as much as men do. I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's effing ridiculous. And it's, it's offensive, frankly. I'm offended because I'm a woman. I go to Bernie's events. I go to Bernie volunteer events. I have marched with Bernie. Have I marched with him? I don't know. Not march. I've, I've walked, uh, yeah, I guess. Not marched. I've went to the rally. That's what the shirt I'm wearing. This is the rally at Queens Park where there's 60, uh, no, uh, 40,000 people. Yeah, Nina Turner, a woman. I'm looking on the chat. Thank you, Haiku. Exactly. Um, I mean, not just, it's just one woman. That's one woman. There's many others. It's a diverse populace. When you go, see, first of all, Queens is, as far as the census goes, Queens is the most um, culturally diverse borough in the entire country. So we have people, it's the world's borough. That's what we, we call it, right? So it is rather diverse many people different cultures all over the place right coming together living together 
living like human beings together. It's possible. And uh, I went to that Queensboro Park event where Bernie spoke. And, uh, you know, you're looking around. It's a very diverse crowd. So that's, that's his base. It's young. It's, it's old. It's everybody. It's not just uh, bros. And everyone is kind. Not that there aren't assholes. Every, there are assholes everywhere. But I've only had positive experiences with people. Being in a Bernie event, I went to see Bernie at Town Hall give a speech, and I was invited because I was one of his his uh, consistent donors. Only a certain amount of people were invited to this event, and it was really cold. This was in 2016. It was in January, and it was one of the coldest days of the year, and we went, and um, my friend Michael Miller and I, we went, and we were outside. Wait, we waited. We got there really early. And we waited for like three hours out in the cold and we were freezing our asses off. But it was a very extremely wonderful experience because everybody stuck together. And people are like, I'm getting coffee. Who wants coffee? I'm, here's some snacks. Here's some, let's get together. Let's exchange numbers. Let's get this done for each other. And talking about their, their experiences and why they're supporting Bernie. And it's and a lot of young people, too. And it really gives you hope. Because I do know that this country, and they know it, too. That's why the Republicans and the, Phil, and the uh, DLCers are, they're, they're, it's like they're losing their minds over this. Because they broke it. I'm sorry. Look at, look at yourself. It's not okay. It is not okay that the United States is... Is this unequal and upwardly immobile? That's not okay. That's not democracy. That's not even democratic. So what is a Democrat? That's what I want to say. Oh, there, then in this um, other clip from, uh, from The View, where is this? <clears throat> the View, ah, stupid thing. Hold on. The view, uh, Whoopi Goldberg gets pissed off. I, I think this is the right one. Because, oh, that's why I can't do it. Because Tara Jr.'s pressing the button. Tara Jr. Jr. He doesn't seem to understand that he can't press the button. Here we go. We talked about Hillary Clinton's unfiltered comments about former rival Bernie Sanders, where she said, among other things, that nobody likes him and nobody wants to work with him. <laughs> Today, she's getting a lot of backlash from some Democratic candidates like Andrew Yang and says she's not sending a helpful message and Tulsi Gabbard, who says she should, quote, grow up. Really? This isn't high school. But, uh, you know, I thought everybody wanted her to be real. Yeah, but then that's... That's, that's real? They want her to be real. They don't want her to be a bitch, to be a divisive bitch. Petty. Is that her being real? How come we got to all come together with her, but we all have to embrace her? But why doesn't she embrace the fact that her policy, the policies that she supported and got rich on, and as Harry Truman says, you can't get rich in politics unless you're a crook. No offense. 
Hillary, but this is why people are sick of it. They're sick of it. While we're sliding into serfdom, you're riding golden the wave of Goldman Sachs and thinking nobody likes Bernie. Yeah, because maybe he's not backslapping at the Goldman Sachs meeting. He's pointing out the fact that this is a corrupt system that you helped. And people voted for Hillary. Yeah, they voted more for her, of course, but not enough, unfortunately. She should have trounced the human scum. We have the we had the most disgusting and the least popular candidate up against the second least popular candidate. And fair or unfair, but honestly, she's really you know, making me, like, uh, see, why? Why? Why Why? Why should I like this? I don't like the policies, and I don't like the bullshit that she's bringing to the table. Why doesn't she understand that people, they're sick of going on GoFundMe for medical care? Yes, she tried. Okay, she failed. So why, at least she tried for, to enact some kind of universal health care. But when she failed, and what what happened? You just stop then, or you keep going? No, she doesn't want to bow off stage because she doesn't want to give her enemies a uh, a victory. Not that she wants to give the American people a victory. She won't rest until every. American has health care until the United States is back to being the most upwardly mobile. No, 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 it's not that. Oh, it's uh, the health care. I mean, uh, I <laughs> not health care. I keep saying health care. I'm looking at it, the word health care. It's all. No, I don't want my enemies to be um, to be happy. That's fucked up, people. That is fucked up. And And now Bernie's her enemy. When, sorry, I guess how I guess it never ends as a human being. You know what I mean? You're, it's very difficult to take inventory. To to we all have our our blind spots, and then if you have a whole bunch of of sycophants around you saying, "Yes, I know you're right. It's Bernie's fault. It's not you. It's them." then, of course, you must, she must think of that. She must wake up in the morning and be like, Goddamn Bernie, if, if it wasn't for him, it was my turn. We made a deal with the DNC, and he's not even a Democrat. And not that she had the, in mind, because I always say, if she actually had, uh, if she really cared about the country during the 2016 election, she would have bowed out and thrown her support behind Bernie because it was a change election and it was going to be an upward slog with her with for all her baggage. And I thought she did good, and I thought that she did a good, she gave a good speech at the Democratic at, when she accepted the nomination, and she also, I appreciated that she wore white in an homage to the suffragettes. That was the color, that's the suffragette color, but I thought she really wasn't, um, didn't really have her finger on the pulse with what was going on. And I guess she really couldn't imagine that anybody would want to vote for that slug. But 
can you believe it? Given the human, the waste of human DNA and, and Hillary Clinton, it must be, it's very painful. But it's not about her. You see, it's we, we have to live in the consequences of those actions, of her choices, not to, to uh, honestly assess that it was not her time. That's the problem. Maybe it was. It could have been her time after Bush, after with the one where Obama became the nominee. That just really could have been her time, because Bush was such a disaster that, yeah, that's part of the reason Obama got elected too, because we, the American people, are like, oh, that's this is what happens. They go back and forth because they're looking for change. They want somebody to fix this broken system and that's always what they run on but we're not we don't need any more subsidies we need a remedy a final remedy to this effing upward immobility and the and the greed but let's uh we'll continue with this dumb bitch whoopi goldberg real and everybody's like uh, well, yeah. Well, see, that's an example of how she can't win. Yes. No matter what the woman does. No, she can't win. She can't win. Poor dear. She can't win. We're out here suffering. We're living under Twitler. And she can't win. Poor thing. She yeah. can't win. Yeah. So, yeah. She can't she... win. Everybody wants her to, they, they say, uh, she, she, they want her to be herself, and then when she's herself, well, if you're, if herself is a divisive bitch, then that's yourself. That's you being yourself. Why don't you get on board and do something for somebody else for once? Stop whining about yourself, because you fucking fucked us all. We're out here. We're living in the consequences of your actions. You're fine. You have health care. You have your $500,000 Goldman Sachs speeches banked. You're cool, You're cool, bub. So I don't understand. Wants Wait, Joe Biden on. to be the nominee. And or not, maybe not she Bernie just Sanders. was mad at Bernie because Bernie kind of... Bernie what? Yeah, she, she's more calculated she said it in than the, that. Well, she said it in the book. She, she said, said it in, in the book. Fuck the you. Nominee in the book she said in yeah, the book this, this is not the beginning book. this is not the first time we've heard this but you know and maybe she, she said it in the book what so let's see the receipts what did he do besides campaign for her more than any other politician what did he do being honest and maybe she's being transparent and aren't we as a country tired of this opaqueness that we're seeing aren't we tired of a lack of transparency lack of trans what are you talking about we're tired of the game of being in the united states of serfs and lords that's what we're tired of of the subsidies when there's a problem we don't need a subsidy we need a remedy and, and aren't we just coming off of what happened with Elizabeth Warren when she went up yeah. after the debate and said, did you just call me a liar on national television? Did you? So now if you don't agree with somebody who lied about you, then you're a liar. Please. Where's the other one? video from these dumb bitches? You see what I'm saying? This is why I say become a patron give you know donate as much as you give us the give if you can 
Support the liberal media because this is what we're up against. This they got millions of eyeballs on this on this this something that's supposed to substitute for truth. So there's supposed to be women just hanging out talking about politics and they're giving off this um bullshit that it's true. What they're saying is true. So Bernie obviously said a woman couldn't win, even though we have video going back for decades of of Bernie talking to children, talking to the media, saying, of course a woman can win, talking to children, saying, I hope you girls in this class know that politics is also something that you could be a part of. It's not just the boys. What? How much more? But yet when we have a... Long history with Joe Biden going on and on about cutting Social Security again and again. That's all fake. But Bernie saying women can do anything. That's, well, we're not, don't believe that. Unbelievable. It's very important for people to note that Bernie registered to run for the Senate in 2024 as an independent, yet runs is running as a Democrat for the president. He is a Democrat by default, by default. And well, you really need to understand that. You want him out. He just, they just need well, to but, understand that. But this has been my bitch with people running who are socialists, and I love socialists, but if you're a socialist, find other people, find your party, people really? in your party. What, so what's a Democrat then? They asked Hillary Clinton. I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was, um, what's his face? Hardball Chris Matthews asked Hillary Clinton, um, what's the difference between a socialist and a Democrat? And she said, all I know is I'm not one of them. I'm not a socialist. Well, what's the difference? Really, what is the difference then? What is a Democrat? Tell us what's it's not a gotcha question, which I hate that whole thing. Gotcha question, whatever. Oh, it's gotcha. Gotcha question. You can't ask somebody a question that they answer honestly or that's a gotcha question. Gotcha. No, we want to know what do you think is a diff? What's the difference between a socialist and a Democrat? Because FDR's New Deal, that was a that was democratic socialism. The CCC, the WPA, putting government, putting people to work. What's that? That's socialism. What is the FDA? That's socialism. What's the fire department, the roads, the courts? What is the damn difference? Oh, the Democratic Party is, they like Wall Street, except they want also, they just want it to be a little bit more friendlier to gays, you see. They'll allow, they like that, uh, you know, they, they, they want the, the social issues, but not the economic ones. You're on your own. It's the same. They are the Republican Party of, of, of Eisenhower, except they're, uh, you know, they're more gay-friendly. That's about it. That's the Democratic Party of today. So I want to know, Whoopi, while they, they say, they just throw this shit out there. How, uh, don't bring your socialism into my Democratic Party? Then what the fuck is the Democratic Party? What's Social Security? It's goddamn socialism. What is Medicare? What, then what is a Democrat, Whoopi, if, if you don't think that Bernie deserves to be in a Democratic primary? 
because Bernie caucuses with the Democrats. He, he says he's an independent, like most of the American people. They're not registered Democratic or, or Republican. They're registered independents. Another reason why Bernie makes that coalition and attracts a wide variety of of human being into his into his party into not his party into his coalition into his candidacy so i don't understand what do you want whoopee you like the upward immobility you like the millions without health care you like the begging on GoFundMe for diabetes medicine or cancer treatments i mean that's fucking disgusting if you like that shit you like that people can't go to the doctor? You like that they have to worry? Oh, is this, can I afford my deductible? That they don't go to the doctor because they can't afford the goddamn deductible. Forget eyeglasses and, t- and going to a dentist either. Is that what you like? That they have to spend their weekends r- driving Uber for you? So you can get to some cocktail party where you can whine about socialism? Fucking Fake ass Democrat. Oh, you're not a, you're not homophobic anymore. That's the other thing, because Whoopi was goddamn way homophobic when she was in that movie Ghost. I remember because I'm gay, and it was uh we were criticizing her because she said, "Oh, I, I it took me years to shake off that gay." Uh, moniker because in Ghost she that scene where she puts her arms around what's her face Demi Moore oh it took me years for people not to think I was gay how did you manage Whoopi these fake ass Democrats just like but you never see Bernie Sanders even though he's an old white guy you never, you'll, you'll never dig up an old blog or an old interview of him bashing gays, even when it was the they were the minority du jour, you, when it was politically advantageous. But you'll find Hillary Clinton, even when she was a, a senator from New York, and saying the, that she believes that marriage is a sacred right between a man and a woman. So uh, you'll never find that for Bernie, but you know, he's so, he's such a bro. His, he's, he's not a Democrat. What is a Democrat? Is a, a coward? Somebody who likes to, who is also searching for the superior moral justification for selfishness, except a kinder, gentler selfishness? They, somebody who's evolved, they, they evolved. They're not as homophobic anymore. Like Joy Reid with her, with her, her blog. Remember Joy's blog? We spoke about this the other day. Let me see. Tara Jr. is hitting the keyboard again. Joy Reid, but she was hacked, remember? She was hacked. Oh, right. But now she's a Democrat. She wants to, the Democrats, Democratic Party for Democrats. Let's see, what did she write? The work of hackers. Instead of apologizing for the more recently resurfaced blog posts, Reed at first denied that she posted them all together in a statement to media 
On Monday, Reid said that the blog posts were the work of hackers, part of an effort to taint my character with false information that is a completely true. Right. Right, Tara Jr. Jr., what do you think about that? What do you think about Whoopi, Jr.? Why don't you talk? Mwah. Thank God that Tara Jr. Jr. is in the world. Distorting a blog that I ended a decade ago when I was a, an amazing Democrat, but also extremely homophobic. But I've evolved, you see. How do you evolve from being a fucking homophobic douchebag? That's what I want to know. I mean, I guess you can. I evolved only because I was gay. Not only, but I mean, I get it. Evolving in that sense. I had to evolve or die, though. You understand? But it was because of the Democrats like Joy Reid saying her shit like, Oh, Nobody wants to see gays that I ha wanted to die, you know. I there was wor the worst worse than death. I'd rather abuse myself with drugs and alcohol than live in this world. But, you know, that's your democratic party. Unfortunately, it's eating its own the it's actually eating the people alive cuz in the end who does it benefit if bernie sanders does what they want and shuts shuts the fuck up and goes away who benefits the everything will go on the same more war less health care less education less opportunity less equal uh you know, uh, living wages, your middle-class life will be as quaint as uh, Joy Reid's blog. To support you, don't say you're a Democrat and then try to poop all over the Democratic folks. That's their, they're spouting what they believe. If you believe what you believe, why are they applauding? What is she talking? This is what I don't understand. What are the democratic values then? If they're not what Bernie Sanders is talking about. What's the democratic values, Whoopi? She doesn't say. It's just, I guess, wear a pink scarf, make fun of Bernie Sanders, negate the reality of who supports him and all those individual donations more than any than Hillary Clinton could muster in her Goldman Sachs meetings or the senator from MDMA could muster. I don't know. And if we like what you're saying, then people will, will vote for you. But you can't say you want. Yeah, that's what's going on. If we like what you're saying, then why don't you look at what he's saying and say, why do they like what he's saying? and then pretend to be something else and just but point yeah I'm so, what the fuck is she talking about he's not pretending to be anybody but himself Ugh. anyway this is what we're up against people I haven't been paying attention to the chat let me see oh I don't see any super chats alright I get it be like that fine 
That's okay. I got something for you later. <laughs> I'll just get it. That's what the when I was in the army. That's what the drill sergeant would say. That's okay. I got something for you. Right, Tara Jr. Some of you are patrons. You're excused. Others, I mean, Jim's not here. He always comes in with the five dollars, and then he sets up the. He always he just puts the five on the tab, man. That's how he does it, and I really appreciate that. This is how we're gonna win. I'm not. I just say that. I'm not. It's the way. It's the reality, because I'm. I don't have. Uh, it's this is not TYT. They have a billionaire, not a billionaire. They have a very, um, they have a well-heeled benefactor that got them nice digs, and um, we we haven't found our billionaire fairy godmother or father. And oh well, not that. I mean, what are you gonna do? Would I sneeze at it? No, but I wouldn't let it affect the show. They would have to be somebody that agrees. You know what I'm saying? That's how it goes, though. People, they start getting, like, fat paychecks and things change. But one last thing before we uh, head off into unconsciousness. And I want to thank you, Paradu. Yes, I love you, too. And you are a patron, so you're excused. <laughs> You're not excused. You're very welcome. Thank you. And anybody who is a patron, I want to thank you all. I didn't read off the names tonight, but we'll get to it next because it's the time is late. And you know what I'm saying. We will read it. We will read it. But I do appreciate you. And let me see. We need more. If you can clone yourself... That would help be helpful. Or do what you got to do. Tell your friends. We also lost seven subscribers. And now I'm looking at the... It looks like people are leaving the stream. They probably don't like that. Eh, you know. You know what happens? when you? I hate these, these primary processes because you end up losing. But it is what it is. I got to... I'm just myself. I can't. I can't help it. I can't not say how I feel. So, oh, thank you. Somebody just gave a super chat. I knew the guilt was going to work. <laughs> Haiku, you're amazing. You are the number one fan, as well as the moderator of the chat. So, I appreciate that. And I don't know what else to say, but I appreciate it. It really brings tears to my eyes. And I don't want to... Actually, I was going to talk about Joaquin Phoenix going to the... To give water to the poor pigs that were going to slaughter. And honestly, I can't... I'm closing my eyes because I'm, I'm feeling my eyes tearing up. And I was capturing the video. Look, I'm going to start crying just talking about it. Before the show. And I started bawling out crying. And I said, I can't play this on the show because... I'm not going to be able to comment, and it's just going to be me crying. So I literally sobbed watching it. And we'll talk about it another time because we all t we talk about animal rights, and I, I do believe, and I know that you guys agree, it, whether you eat meat or not, that it's all related. 
the rapaciously disgusting greed-centered soul in this country that disrespects life the those the poor creatures that are completely at our mercy that we have to be better compassion should be the baseline and we go from there these poor animals and i am so grateful to Joaquin Phoenix for doing what he is doing to bring attention to this. It's, it is connected. As we were saying in the beginning of the show, it is all connected. Those poor creatures, if they suffer, we are suffering. It's, and I don't want to hear it. This is the other thing that really gets me when I talk about meat or eating meat. And sometimes people in my life will say it or anywhere. They'll say, oh, but mm, bacon, so tasty. Like they think it's funny. You know what I mean? That Go look at these. The, look at their faces and get back to me. But they don't have the. You, I mean, I know that people don't want to see that. They want to disconnect from it. L- look at the suffering. These poor creatures going into slaughter and these. These these compassionate people giving them water and they're they're lapping it up in desperation. You can't tell me that they aren't suffering and that it doesn't matter. Of course it matters. And it matters to us now. Okay, I'm getting because you know it says uh, it's it's about us. Okay, relax. I have to. I don't want to cry. I can't handle it. If I if I actually if I was a billionaire, I don't know what I would do. I would I would do something about I would have some kind of animal farm sanctuary or something. But there's only for every one that's saved. I mean, there's billions that are suffering right now even and it just speaks it's just it makes it's not just I'm break my heart is breaking for them it breaks for us it just says how far we have to go all right I need a tissue good thing I have them right here (laughs) I need my cat too all right the other thing one last thing I keep looking at it, but I can't find it or looking for it. I saw this, as I was saying, on Mike Belay. He read about it. Ugh, God. And, I mean, it is what it is. The way I feel about it, as far as, to get back to the eating animals for a second. You know, like I, the cat, right? He, this is a, this animal right here is a cat. <laughs> This is a cat. I don't know if you've ever seen a cat. Have you ever seen a cat? Maybe not as beautiful, but anyway. They are obligate carnivores, right? So you would never, I mean, what, what would you do? In a world that is more compassionate, you would still have to feed your pets. Some animals eat meat. And that's just the way it is. But as, But they don't know. They don't know any better. They're not thinking about it. They're thinking about murder all the time. Even when they're playing. They're playing murder. They're, you know, batting around fake mice, murdering them. 
spending their free time murdering. You know what I mean? That's them, though. That's their brains. That's how they were made. I don't know. Whatever. That's how. But us. What about us? We think about it. We have the capacity to think about it. And that is no accident. And if we choose not to, we harm ourselves, ultimately. And it is harmful. As you know, people who, you know, if it's harmful to your health, then it also says a lot that, uh, you know, we have a choice. And the way I look at it is we should make more compassionate choices. And if we can not only survive but thrive without harming other creatures that just want to live, that have the capacity to love, that have the same parts of the brain that we have, that have love, that have oxytocin, that bond with their young, that love their young. You know what I mean? That you know love. I mean, I know this cat loves me. I look at it. He looks at me. I could tell. If only I could find a human being that looks at me like this cat looks at me. But... You know, we uh, we have, you know, we have to do better. We have to. Hey, now he's biting me. <laughs> All right. So anyway, as according to Oxfam International, and I'm and not to dismiss that about the animals, we'll get back to it in all the time as well as we always do. But one last thing. Will the world's billionaires, as we're talking about what it means to be a Democrat, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I wish Whoopi would tell us. What, what's a Democrat, then? If Bernie's not a Democrat, what is a Democrat? What do you think a Democrat is? Someone who marches in the Women's March? Somebody who is, uh, doesn't give a shit about the upward immobility and can get things done with Republicans like endless war, tax corp, tax giveaways. What are you going to do? What are you going to get things done, Joe Biden? What? That's what I want to know. I, I can get things done, they keep saying. What are you getting done? Haven't they done enough? What, what more do they need? That's what I want to know. How much more? Isn't, haven't you done enough, frankly? The endless war, is that not enough? Now Tara Jr. has to leave because I'm yelling. That's okay. He'll be back. So according to, this, is, this was published, is this, what today? Oh, yeah, it's the 22nd. Hold on. This was just published two days ago from Oxfam International. So, press release. World's billionaires have more wealth than 4.6 billion people. The world's... Wait, hold on. Something in my mouth. Sorry. The world's 21... Wait. I thought it was... It's even worse than I thought. I thought there was 2,600 billionaires. According to this article, the world's 2,153 billionaires have more wealth than the 4.6 billion people who make up 60% of the planet's population. That's okay. 
What's what's the Democrats? What do the Democrats think of that, Whoopi? What's the Democratic position on that, Whoopi? Unbelievable. Oh no, she likes billionaires because she's no she knows a couple. They gave her some good roles in a couple of films and uh they were the heads of the studios probably. She went to their houses. They they're nice. Sixty uh, reveals a new report from Oxfam today ahead of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. Global inequality is shockingly entrenched and vast, and the number of billionaires has doubled in the last decade. Oxfam Indian, sorry, Oxfam India CEO, Ama, oh God, I can't pronounce this, Amitabha Behar. Oh Behar. Well, we know Joy Behar, so I c- that's not too bad who is in Davos to represent the Oxfam Federation this year, said the gap between rich and poor can't be resolved without deliberate inequality-busting policies, and too few governments are committed to these. Well, surprise, surprise. But, you know, wear a pink scarf. That'll be fine. And march. And then get yourself a Women's March t-shirt and... The, all will be well. And maybe you'll get a subsidy if you're poor enough. But if you're, if you're working a little too much, then you might have to drive an Uber on the weekends. But, oh well. Maybe you can pray and know your value more. Oxfam's report, Time to Care, shows how our sexist... Uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting tired. That's why I'm like... And I'm, I've been, I've been, this has been a gamut of emotions tonight. Anger, s- sadness, anxiety. What else? Um, well, that's about it. <laughs> that's all the emotions, right? How our sexist economies are fueling the inequality crisis, enabling a wealthy elite to accumulate vast fortunes at the expense of ordinary people and particularly poor women and girls. The 22 richest men in the world have more wealth than all the women in Africa. Well, that's the way it should be. They're probably white men. I, I mean, not probably. What am I, nuts? Of course they're white. Women and girls put in 12.5 billion hours of unpaid care work each and every day. A contribution to the global economy of at least $10.8 trillion a year, more than three times the size of the global tech industry. Getting the richest 1% to pay just 0.5% extra tax on their wealth over the next 10 years would equal the investment needed to create 117 million jobs in sectors such as elderly and child care, education, and health. Well, you don't want to pester your betters. You're the 22 fucking people. They're too busy being um, trickling or something. Trickling their benefits on us or telling us what's too pie in the sky. These motherfuckers. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I, sometimes I'm like, what, what the hell? We deserve it. This is what I, when I see that video of Joaquin Phoenix feed, giving water to these poor suffering animals, 
while they're on their way to be some so be disgusting Donald Trump's next meal as he's like yum licking his fat pudgy fingers with his orange disgusting baboon like that pig had to die so Donald Trump could be like mm, bacon you know what I mean I see that and I'm like this this planet is doomed and then I hear this I read this and I'm like oh my god it's so overwhelming. And then you watch The View and you listen to this bullshit being thrown at the someone who's trying to make a difference. Trying. Who's pointing out the difference. The, the problem, I should say. Who's pointing out, this is not okay. And this is what we need to do. And if you don't, and if it doesn't work, you try again. That's what FDR said. That you do something. And if it doesn't work, you do something else. But you never stop giving a shit. You never stop trying. We didn't say giving a shit, but you know what I mean. You try something new. How did he put it? Let's see. Quotes. Oh, God. There's so many quotes. Let me see. Yes, it is common sense to take a method and try it. If it fails, admit it frankly and try another. Another, But above all, try something. Of course. He also said, which is one of my favorite FDR quotes, among, I mean, God, could you imagine living in a... It must have been amazing, not amazing, I mean, I, what's the word? Just comforting to live in a country that had a President Franklin Roosevelt, where you knew that he had your better interest at heart, that he was fighting for you, in spite of all the disgusting fascists, all in and out of government, and across the seas, and at home, as Henry Wallace wrote about. The American fascists deliver, they can be known by their deliver, deliberate perversion of truth and fact. How they exploit every fissure of disunity. Sound familiar? But here's another quote from FDR. Better the occasional faults of a government that lives in a spirit of charity than the consistent omissions of a government frozen in the ice of its own indifference. Of course, lives in a spirit of charity. What is the point? Other than that, that's, the, that's government. We get together to make life better for all. Doesn't mean, oh, uh, handouts. You know, this is the other thing. People, people want to work. Most people, that's how it goes. But I'm so sick of, like, these fucking Republicans you know, is this what you're going to do, Democrats? Oh, this is what you're going to work with. I got, I'm going to get things done, like making those on Medicare work. Because they're, they're getting away. They should be working. You see, more people in the workforce, that lowers your, uh, the, the price of work in general. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about. Why should you be paid a living wage? 
You should be competing against all the desperate, all your desperate neighbors and their children too. That's the goal. It's so sickening. I'm trying to find, where is that goddamn article I was reading? I cannot find it. Oxfam, right? The Oxfam article. This is what happens because I'm tired. I'm good. I'm probably gonna be wrapping it up. It's kind of late now. Let me see. Yeah, here we are. Our broken economies are lining the pockets of billionaires and big business at the expense of ordinary men and women. No wonder people are starting to question whether billionaires should even exist. Bayer said, "Women and girls are among those who benefit least." from today's economic system. They spend billions of hours cooking, cleaning, and caring for children and the elderly. Unpaid care work is the hidden engine that keeps the wheels of our economies, businesses, and societies moving. It is driven by women who often have little time to get an education, earn a decent living, or have a say in how our societies are run, and who are, and who are therefore trapped at the bottom of the economy. Oh, well, they should just probably go know their value or something. Right? They just don't know their value. Mika. Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> I just shut I just shut the damn show down. Boom. That's how it's gonna end. Boom. Bye. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. That's what happened. I was looking for this for the lower third. And I can't find it. I'm I'm just tired. Just l literally tired. Literally. I'm tired of on so many levels though. You know what I mean? I'm tired. It's tiring to have to fight for what's right. F especially when you're fighting with people who should know better. Who you think know better. That's the worst. You're like, wow. I really expected better of you. I, I expected more of you. I thought you were on my side. Whoopee. Well, I should have known. When you were homophobic. Oh, uh, someone with her platform back in the day. What, what the hell is wrong with you, Whoopee? Why, would, why even be homophobic as if she, working in that industry, working as a comedian and working as an actress, like you didn't know gays all over the place? And why wouldn't you, why would you say something like that? Oh, I, it took me years for people to start to stop thinking I was gay because I was in Ghost and I had to uh, hug Demi Moore. Oh, you, oh, the humanity, Whoopi. Someone, they assumed you were gay. How did you stand it? That's the worst thing anybody can think. No wonder teenagers kill themselves, right? Gay kids, now trans kids, because of this fucking world and the shitty, stupid people like you, Whoopi. And now we have more. We have other things. That we have to um, overcome, like the ignorance. We had to back in the day. We had to overcome the the f people like Whoopi, ignorance of so-called friends like Whoopi, 
about her homophobic attitude. And now we have to overcome her ignorance about this economic dystopia we're living in. She thinks it's okay. It's fine that 20 effing six people, whatever it is. Where is that statistic? I don't know. So, well, here's, uh, well, 22,153 billionaires. It's even worse than I thought. I thought there was 2,600 billionaires. That's why I guess maybe, maybe, maybe there were less billionaires now. Oh, my God. The humanity. The poor dears. Women do more than three quarters of all unpaid care work. They often have to work reduced hours and drop out of the workforce because of their workload. Because of their care workload. Across the globe, 42% of women of working age cannot get jobs because they are responsible for caregiving. Of course, well, you know, fuck them. They should know their value, goddammit. Know your value. Just know your value when you're scrubbing those floors and taking care of the old, uh, your Alzheimer's riddled father. Because you can't afford a home health aid or something. And, you know, you have to work on Medicare. And there's that Uber to drive on the weekends. So what are you going to do? Put daddy in the back seat as you drive your Uber. He, might, he can be entertainment for, for your customers. The pressure on careers, both unpaid and paid, is set to grow in the coming decades as the global population grows and ages. An estimated 2.3 billion people will be in need of care by 2030, an increase of 200 million since 2015. Climate change could worsen, could worsen, please, the looming global care crisis. By 2025, up to 2.4 billion people will live in areas without enough water, and women and girls will have to walk even longer distances to fetch it. Oh, boy. The report shows governments are massively undertaxing the wealthiest individuals. Well, you know, they fucking run the government. Okay, are we catching on, Whoopi? Oh, no, no. I, don't, I just don't like him. He's a dem. He shouldn't be a Democrat if he's a socialist. I don't know. Go do your own thing. What the fuck are you talking about? What is a Democrat, then? We wear our pink scarves. That's it. And we march in corporate-sponsored women's marches. And then we do absolutely nothing. And lambast and criticize those who are trying to fix this, this broken system. That's okay. Maybe one day, I just hope, maybe I am, you know, I just hope I'm, I am old enough or young enough when they start getting out the guillotines. I am old enough, or young enough, let's say, I'll, I'll probably be old, but then I can just be in the, appreciate it. Watch it. Watch the National Rangers go down. Because the French had a remedy, right? 
Because every now and then I'm wondering, why don't we get together? This is how, well, this is why they keep us divided, though. You see what I'm saying? They keep us fighting amongst each other over the subsidies. So, and wearing the pink scarfs. The mouse that roared in the pink scarf as they laugh all the way to the bank. But we should get go right outside of, like, Jamie Dimon's house. And don't say anything. Just don't don't say anything. Just start not not yeah. You know, building. You'd be like, what are they doing out there? And maybe one day he'll look out. We were out there, you know, you hear all the machines, the 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 carpentry tools. And he looks out the the, the window and there's a goddamn guillotine outside his house. That's about it. <laughs> yes, this program is rated R. <laughs> Governments created the inequality crisis, and they must act now to end it. Yeah, of course, we're not we're not under this oppressive system by accident. It's by design, and we can design our way out of it too, if we if we wanted to. It's like in the French Revolution, there was a period where the, I'm not an expert, but I have taken some great courses and read some books, but where the parliament of the, of the French, the French parliament, well, I'm, I'm sure what it was called now that I'm saying it. I can't remember the exact term. It was somebody else on the chat will probably know, but they were so afraid of the people that they all got together and they were like, I will give up. They gave up feudal rights. They gave up all all of their privileges. And they all got together and they were like outdoing each other for, I'm going to give up my land. I'm going to give up my my right to, uh, in, in my, my inheritance rights. I'm going to give, and they were all tripping over each other to show what what patriots they were. But they were doing it because of, like I was saying, they were, they were afraid. They were, because the people had had enough. And, I mean, obviously the French Revolution went off the rails, but this is what happens when, you ha when you're an oppressed and beaten people. They're, they went insane. What do you think will happen if we ever got power? Well, I mean... Hopefully we won't go insane, and but I do know that we need to literally, we need to legitimate, what's the word, not legitimately, we need to recognize the, the real crisis at hand. And it's not just that we have a Twitler in the White House, he is the symptom. We have a government that is functioning as an appendage to the affairs of the 2153 billion, it's 2153 billionaires on the planet. And it's not even American billionaires. They don't give a shit. There's no borders when it comes to billionaires. That's what Trump knows. He knows that. He's not even a real billionaire. He's a fucking fake billionaire. He wants to be one of them. He's a suck, suck up billionaire. He's a con man. But. We're in on the con. They're in on the con. 
The Democrat, the DLC Democrats, they think that Twitler's the problem. They haven't been paying attention. He's not the problem. He is a symptom. And Bernie Sanders is also a part of the, he grew out of this broken system. He's been calling it out for his entire career. Like a Cassandra, but nobody's listening. Going on and on and saying the same things. Because just like we were saying back in the day when I would talk to Mike Malloy and we'd say, this is fascism. We're headed to fascism. And here we are. But, all right, this is a fucking tarathon. Yes, Haiku, I got to get out of here because I need to go to sleep. <clears throat> We've been on since 830, 930, 1030. 11, 10. It's almost three hours. All right, guys, one day we will do a tarathon, and maybe I got to get the phones to work. This Please like and share the show. Like the video. Subscribe to the video, right? The, all of this stuff will help us grow. If you like, you want to keep the show going, this is the bottom line. I'm not trying to scare you or me. But it is the reality. If we don't get enough patrons, eventually we're not going to be able to do the show. That's just the way it is. So, I don't know. I like doing the show. It's good for my mental health. But we'll have to focus on other things. Do you know what I'm saying? And it is fun hanging out and all, but, you know, we all of this costs money, I hate to tell you. It's the way it is. Like, the restream costs money. The ecam costs money. It's That's what I mean. And it's also... You know, I like to, uh, I need sleep, too. So. All right, my friends, my true friends and true patriots, you know you are. You know you're the true patriots and true friends, too, because you're the early adopters of Tara Buster, who will be the ones that will help this show grow. And you are. You're helping it already. You're patrons. You are super chatters you're you're put your money where your mouth is and that's part of the you know i mean there's many shows that ask for your support so you have to choose and i appreciate and i recognize that when you choose this show you're helping one of the up-and-coming shows because many shows they're fine like uh tyt that's fine Tom Hartman, he's doing fine, trust me. And um, that's it. Are we fine? Not really. <laughs> not, not that much. So say goodnight, everyone. I want to thank you all for hanging out and all that you do. And, yeah, thanks for letting me rant. I hope that, I don't know. It's all for the good, ultimately, because we need to fundamentally change this system, or we're done. It is done. And I don't know if I can handle that. So, 
like I always say, we stick together, we win, and we will win. Because we are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of humanity. You know it. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for being a patron. Thank you for all your support and your super chat. I thank you, Haiku, for being the moderator of the chat room. And for all that you do to keep the show going. Especially your super chat and your dedication. Yeah, I, I really, I know that... We will win. So I will see you. I probably won't be able to do another show this week. We'll see. Maybe. I doubt it. Maybe I'll need to do one for my mental health. But otherwise, we will meet back here on Saturday evening, 6 p.m. Eastern. My name is Tara Devil. Have a great night. I will see you soon.